Welcome to Rumination. I hope that today's episode gives you a greater understanding of the Bible and a closer walk with God. As we explore today's topic, let the Spirit of God speak into your life and give you the encouragement, guidance, and strength you need to fulfill your God-given purpose. In today's episode of Rumination, we're going to take a look at 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-10. through 10. Um, a few weeks ago, right at the beginning of the year, we kind of started looking at 1 John just to sort of set the outlook for the year in terms of how we view fellowship, how we view investments, and, and all those kind of things. And um, if you tuned in last week, um, you got to hear our first episode based on my new book, Righteous Business. And we talked a little bit more about investments and investing our time and our resources and all of those things. And so this week, we're going to continue from that First John study um, and just talk about these handful of verses here, chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. And I'll read it real quick, um, as always, out of the ESV, unless otherwise noted. Um, and then we'll kind of take a look at the analogy that... Um, the analogy that I thought about as I read this verse um, and as I prepared to share this um, with, with you all through this podcast. So the passage says this, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. So verse 9, I'm sure those of you who are familiar with that verse, perked up when you heard it. Maybe you weren't sure exactly the reference for that that verse, but um, a, a lot of people, a lot of churchgoers, church members, and Christians um, in general are familiar with that verse that says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it's so often that we hear that verse spoken about um, in terms of salvation. You know, we we teach and preach um, those who are unsaved, you know, at conferences and rallies and revivals and those kind of things, you know, during altar call in your church service, if your church um, does, you know, a traditional altar call. So often we hear that verse used to try to call those who are lost. And it's an excellent verse for that because um, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so it's an invitation but if you look at the context of what this of who this whole book was written to and what it's written about it, we could easily say that the author of course understood that there would be um lost people who read this but ultimately he was writing to people because he wanted them to understand the fellowship that he had um as the disciple that Jesus loved you know, these people had never met Jesus, but they were followers of the way. Um, largely, this group was people who um, understood the gospel and had heard the gospel, but because they didn't know Jesus, um, John decided to encourage them through this and, and help them to understand the gospel a little better. So it would be um, no stretch at all to say that whenever John wrote verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, he was writing that to people 
who were trying at least to follow Christ or follow the way that Christ had um, modeled for people during his earthly life. And so whenever I read this passage, I I think it's really important to understand verse 9 in the context of the rest of the um, section, but also the whole book. Um, So if we take this thing as a whole thought, and again, I say this all the time, but if your Bible is like mine and has the little headings, you know, hopefully that'll help you see what we're trying to get at in the overarching theme of this episode. And in my Bible, it's titled Walking in the Light. So this this passage of Scripture and even verse 9 is is less about the idea of receiving salvation for the first time and more about the idea of having received salvation, we should continue to walk in fellowship with God. And so for those of us who are Christians, we know that so often— despite the fact that we've received salvation, despite the fact that we've been forgiven of our sins and, you know, um, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, and now we know we have an eternal place with God in heaven. We're already past that hurdle. We've received salvation, but we still find ourselves in dark places sometimes. We feel still find ourselves um, struggling with staying in the light. And so as I read this passage, what I think about in my mind, and this is something that is sort of a recent experience for me, um, I recently, back in November, um, started a new job as a restaurant manager, Um, but the restaurant that I manage is one of um, several in the market um, in which I live. And so I've been um, floating from cafe to cafe, from restaurant to restaurant, um, learning Um, the franchise, learning their particular business in terms of branding, uh, but then also just helping cafes that are shorthanded. And in the past, uh, well, since I'm recording this on Monday night, and since Friday, I've been in three different cafes. And so that's a lot of different locations to go to. Um, And, you know, I've, I had heard about different locations, heard about the staff, heard about the customers, heard about the environment. Um, but of course, when you experience it firsthand, you know, you, you can understand a little more clearly, you can form your own, um, perspectives of things. And so whenever I went to, um, the cafe that I was at last night, it was, I had heard some good things, but also some bad things about it, but it was extremely well lit. Um, it was very clean, very brightly painted. You know, the colors are very vibrant and very welcoming. Um, and it was just this really great atmosphere when you walked in of this clean, vibrant, welcoming, fresh space. Um, but the cafe that I was at today is a much older cafe. Um, and the building really is not well designed for that kind of open and well lit environment. And so unfortunately, it's not well lit at all compared to some of the other locations that I've been in. And it feels um, closed in. It feels, um, you know, more, more, uh, negative, I guess you could say. And so whenever you go to this well-lit cafe, the team is very talkative and and the customers are very friendly and there's just this air of positivity. And then yet at the cafe that is poorly lit, the customers seem hurried. Whether they are or are not, my perspective is that they're hurried because of the physical environment in which I'm interacting with them. Um, The team um, there at the cafe is very quiet. They're very silent. 
Um, they, they put their heads down and they work. They work hard, but, but they work often in silence. And so when you compare and contrast the two, you get this, this feeling that just because the one is well lit, it seems like so much nicer of a place. But that says a lot about the way we think about things and the way we perceive what's going on in our lives and around our lives. And so whenever we read this passage here, and it talks so much about how God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. And then if you jump down to verse 7, it says, If we walk in the light as He, Jesus, is in the light, we have fellowship, not only with Him, but with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And so this idea of walking in the light um, is the the notion that we ought to walk in fellowship with God. We ought to walk close um, to God in all that we do, wherever we go, whatever's going on in our lives around us, we're to have fellowship with God, we're to follow God, and we're to stay close to Him. And so that idea of a well-lit environment versus a poorly lit environment changing the way we perceive things in life, I think ought to be a, 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 um, a reminder to us of how that affects us spiritually. And so we we get to choose in life, how well lit our lives are every single day. And so we know that we have access to the light of men, Jesus. If you look in John chapter 1, that's how John introduces Jesus. Um, he says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. And so and that, and that's in the very first chapter of John, when John is introducing who Jesus is before he tells the story of what Jesus did. And so if Jesus is the light of men, his life that we receive in salvation is the light of men, then we know we have access to it. But we neglect to allow that light in when we surround ourselves with poor company or when we listen to or watch negative things. When we focus on the things of the world, we're blocking out that light. We aren't giving up our salvation. We aren't, you know, removing ourselves from, um, you know, from our place as God's children now that we've received salvation. We're just removing ourselves from a place of closeness with God in that moment as we choose to look away from um, His light and His life and all of the good things that God has for us and desires us to pursue. When we turn away from those things, we're turning away from the light. And so now our lives, you could say, are poorly lit. And that changes our perspective on everything. Everything looks different to us when things are poorly lit. It's harder to see what is good. It's harder to see where to go. It's harder to understand and interpret what's going on in life when it's not well lit. And so we neglect that closeness with God whenever we look away from what is well lit. Um, now, with that said, I want to reiterate that though we have been saved and cleansed from our sins, we can still choose to sin even more, which takes us out of that light. We don't lose our salvation. If you look at verses 7 and 9, it says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. And then in verse 9, of course, we know this one, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That doesn't only speak of what happens when we receive salvation, but it speaks of what happens every time we seek Jesus out for forgiveness again. Whenever we seek Him out and admit that we have sinned, admit that we continue to be imperfect and continue to struggle with our human nature, He cleanses us from our sins. He draws us back into His presence, and He allows us to be um, washed in the light that is His life. And so um, I say that to say that it's important for us to acknowledge 
that we have sinned. It's important for us to acknowledge that no matter where we are in our walk with God, no matter how spiritually mature we are, we must acknowledge that even as Christians, we continue to sin and continue to need the grace and love and guidance and strength of God. In fact, John goes so far as to say in verse 8 and verse 10, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, we make him, God, a liar, and his word is not in us. And those are very powerful um, very, very powerful statements from John. I think that as Christians, a lot of times, it's very easy for us to think that things are going pretty good to us. You know, maybe maybe, uh, maybe we feel like we've been on a roll. You know, we've been reading our Bible every day, and we never miss church. We never miss small groups. We even serve in church. You know, we don't cuss anybody out. We don't have road rage, and, and, and we're doing pretty good. And that may be the case, and that's a wonderful thing. But John says that if we say we have no sin whatsoever, we deceive ourselves. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So long as the truth is that so long as we're here on earth, so long as we're here continuing through the process of sanctification, we will be imperfect. Um, until we reach glory, until we complete this process of sanctification that Jesus um, is leading us. Um, leading us through by the Holy Spirit, we're going to continue to stumble. We're going to continue to fall. We're going to continue to be distracted by the things of the world. We're going to continue even to be challenged by the things of God. And so rather than sin by doing something we shouldn't do, oftentimes as Christians, we sin by not doing something we know that we should do. And so again, whether it's being distracted by the world or challenged by God, um, we find ourselves in this predicament of having to admit that we have sinned of having to admit to ourselves and to God that we're no longer walking in the light. We're no longer walking in fellowship with Him. And so we must dwell on godly things. That is what John is trying to stress here in this passage. He's trying to help us to understand that we have to um, we have to have fellowship with God to such an extent that our lives are defined by our dwelling with God. Our lives are defined by a closeness with God. And Paul talks about the same thing in Philippians 4. He says, and this is way at the end of this letter to the Philippians, he, he has told them all about what it means to be a Christian, all about what it means to receive salvation and to go through sanctification and what we have to look forward to in glory. And he says in verse 8, chapter 4, verse 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so Paul reminds us, just as what John talks about here in, in 1 John chapter 1, we have to dwell on the things of God. We have to dwell on godly things. Um, verse, 1 John 1 verse 6, John says, If we say we have fellowship with God while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So you see, walking with God and abiding by the the norms of the world, the culture of the world, the desires of the world, those are mutually exclusive ways of living. We, we cannot say that we have fellowship with God while we walk in darkness. We cannot say that we're pursuing God and deepening in our relationship with God while also 
um, you know, missing church simply for the sake of getting some extra hours because we like to have more money or, you know, skipping small groups because we like our free time during the week um, or refusing to serve because um, that's just not for us. We don't really feel comfortable putting ourselves in that kind of situation. You know, whatever the case is, whenever we are choosing the things of the world over the things of God, we can't say that we have fellowship with God. It's just impossible. It doesn't make any sense to say that we're close to God, but that we aren't spending time with God. It, it doesn't work. I have many family members that I unfortunately um, don't get to spend time with on a regular basis. And so it's difficult for me to say that I am close to them. Um, I was speaking in the past week. I've spoken with some family members that I haven't talked to in quite a while. And it, it made me feel sad to know that I'm not that close to them um, at, at, in this season of my life. And it's because I haven't spent time with them. It's because I haven't reached out to them. It's because I haven't talked to them or, or wondered you know, what was going on in their life right now. And so I can't say that I'm close to them and have fellowship with them while I'm going in a completely different direction of what it means to be a good family member to that person. And it's the same thing with God. And so when we understand this passage and when we look at what this passage is saying and what it means for our lives, it's important for us to remember that our outlook, our focus, um, our mindset makes a difference on the way that we live our lives, the way that we are um, motivated, the way that we um, interact with everything that happens in our lives, including our relationship with God. Um, it, our, our mindset changes that so much. It makes such a huge difference. And so when we let the light of God through fellowship with God and with other believers. John says that here too. He says um, in verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And so it's important for us to understand that fellowship with God doesn't just mean, you know, going to your seat in church on Sunday and then going home and reading your Bible and praying and listening to worship music in the car by yourself. And then that's it. You know, we have to have fellowship with God by also having fellowship with his people, with his family, um, because the church is the body of Christ. We're designed to have fellowship with each other and with God, and it, and it's it's a a trinitarian concept. You could even say by having fellowship with God, John says we have fellowship with one another, and by having fellowship with one another, we are inherently having fellowship with God. And so it's important for us to have that fellowship because that's how we live in the light of God. That's how we walk in the light with God. And so when we do that, it, it lights up our lives and our, our minds are changed. Um, you know, Romans 12, 2 talks about our minds being transformed so that we can discern what God's will is, so that we can discern what is really good for us in life according to God's plan and according to God's goodness. And whenever we allow the light of God to illuminate our minds, we're better able to discern what it means to pursue God, what it means to build the kingdom. And so I would encourage you um, study this passage and, you know, as, as familiar as verse nine may be, um, and as often as we have heard some of the verses in this passage aimed at unbelievers, read this passage with the understanding that this is a daily reminder for Christians. Every single day, we need this reminder that we should walk in the light. And so as we face whatever this year has to face for us, whatever challenges you may be facing right now, or challenges that you may be um, looking forward to 
or maybe not so much looking forward to later this year. Um, just know that this daily fellowship with God, this daily illumination um, through the, the light and life of Jesus Christ in us as his children um, is absolutely vital for us to stay in fellowship with God and to stay continuing in that process of sanctification just as God desired for us. Um, my hope is that as we continue studying First John, as well as my book Righteous Business, we're able to become more of who God called us to be. We're able to be um, exactly the people that God created us to be and is trying to help us um, become in this process. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Rumination. I trust that the Holy Spirit moved in you as you listened, and I hope that this podcast has helped you grow in your relationship with God. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Uh, That way you don't miss out on the next episode. And remember to share this podcast with your friends and family so that they can grow too.